Will the end of Arrow live up to its legacy? Will Mike and Ryan remember all the best and worst parts of the show to give out the illustrious Arrow Awards? Who would be better at tickle porn, cloak or dagger? We answer all those questions and more on tonight's The Superhero Hour Hour. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour, the only show on the internet that rates and reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, and if you're nasty comic book property, I'm your host for the evening, Mike Gravanian, with me, as always, is Ryan. I was going to say, because of how special this show is tonight, that maybe instead of hello, nerds, you say, arrow nerds. But would that instead sound like you are doing a <laughs> yeah, no, racist Mickey caricature? Rooney will never be on this show. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so even in our episode that is dedicated entirely to the works of the late, great Mickey Rooney, we still won't open the show like that. I hate that we don't get to talk about Breakfast at Tiffany's, a movie that has one flaw, but unfortunately that flaw is Mickey Rooney. So Oh, it is? I was going to say Audrey Hepburn. I oh. love the Mickey Rooney stuff. I just think that she's untalented and ugly. Whew! Should we start another show just about, is it Cage Fight? And just one of us has an entirely unpopular opinion? But it's that same conversation every episode? Yeah, and we never Uh, bring new information. (laughs) People love that shit. That's most podcasts. Yeah. Let's repeat exactly the last episode, but let's change a couple of words. And not really, like, important words. Like, let's go, instead of using however, we'll we'll use thus. I love how many listeners are going to wonder what podcast we're subtweeting. We're definitely throwing shade. It's mostly the OCD. That's mostly what yeah. we're throwing shade at right now. <laughs> Those two fucking idiots are so idiotic. Why don't they just remember? It's about the same episode of the show. Why don't they remember what they talk about? I think listeners know why they can't remember why they talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Ryan, are you are you emotionally ready for today's show? I think so. I think that there were there was you know, this was more this was less like going to the the funeral of somebody who got hit by a bus. And more like going to the funeral of somebody who's been on, uh, you know, just like being kept alive by machines for three years. <laughs> yeah. we're all, we were all ready for this funeral, and so I Look, think that I can suck it up and talk. Nana was dead four years ago, man. When she started <laughs> calling everybody Goose, she couldn't remember anybody's names. Like, is are you the same person? Nana was dead four years ago when she told me I was out of the will. <laughs> Fuck that. So bitch. dead to you, or you killed her? You knives out? No, I dead. She's dead to me. Okay. That makes more sense. So Arrow's been dead to you. And like Taylor, who was not allowed here uh, tonight because he doesn't show enough respect to Arrow ever, just like he wasn't allowed for the Arrow segment last week, uh, he thought it ended every episode for the last three weeks. So Yeah, and I did a little bit too, but our the laundry list of people who we said you can no longer be on the show because they said about Arrow, it's fine. It's a, it's a fine show. Huh? And, <laughs> and we screamed, get out. Because you have to apparently think it's one of the best shows of all time. You can say worse things about my significant other than you can about Arrow. For me, also, to be with you. The cool thing is too about that is that we talk shit on Arrow all the time, much more than them. But because we initially admitted to the fact that it's the greatest show of all time, that just gives us the the leash to say whatever. We earned it. It's like when I invite you over for Thanksgiving and you actually show up for once. Uh, 
you're not allowed to talk shit about my Nana who's dead to you because she wrote you out of the will, but I am. I also realized looking at my uh, past talking about Arrow, and I have, let's be honest, I've talked about Arrow more than all shows ever made. Ever made. At, and maybe put together. Maybe if you took all the time I've talked about all TV put together, I've talked about Arrow more for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I often, and I didn't realize this until today, prepping for the show, I often will say, and I didn't watch the first two seasons, you know, I always have that qualifier just to let everybody know that maybe I'm not the biggest Arrow fan that, that could be, and maybe I don't have the right to say anything. Right. You got to qualify. If you were Taylor, you're like, and I didn't watch any of the episodes but this one. Uh, every, I think the world, it'll go down in the Guinness Book of World Records, which now just tracks everything, not just like global records. Uh, you are the number two biggest Arrow fan in the world. I am the number one because I did watch those first two seasons. Do you know what possibly makes me a bigger Arrow fan than you? What? Is I still like it and watch it and talk glowingly about it, having not seen season two, which is allegedly the only right. good season that they ever made. That's true. You And I, so much of my goodwill is just like, I just like zone out on a bad episode of Arrow and just think of Slade Wilson's silver fox hair. I'm just like, right. Mm. Which are is, you now, now that the show's done, are you excited to go finally watch those first two seasons? You know, I think I will eventually. It's just, it's so hard to... Uh, Mike, if I can ask the listeners to take their headphones out real quick. This is just for me and Mike. It's so hard to watch these shows when we're tasked to and we have to and we're contractually obligated to go back and do it on my free time when I haven't seen all of Sharp sharp Things with Amy Adams. Sharp Things with Amy Amy Adams. (laughs) Yeah, that's been on my to list too. (laughs) My to list. I'm going to list it someday (laughs) to watch. Uh, So obviously we are emotional. (laughs) We're, We're pretty emotional. It's hard to ramp up. And get it done. I think this summer, or maybe next summer, uh, a Patreon-only miniseries is Mike and Ron go through the first two seasons of Arrow. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> That's mostly good for us, who yeah. didn't have enough uh, platforms to scream at each other about <laughs> the things we watched. And now we will. And that's what the people want. I remember when I was a kid, there was this thing where, like in elementary school, you would read a book or read a bunch of books, and then you would get a Pizza Hut pizza mm-hmm. as like proof. Like this is validation that I read a book. Now it's TV shows and podcasts. Yeah. If if somebody doesn't know that I watch this show, uh, that would be terrible. So I must podcast about it. I make my library stamp my library card like it was a passport for every book I read, and I try uh-huh. to go to Domino's every fucking week. And I'm like, now? And they're like, no. And I to me that means read more books. But I think they're trying to tell me they will never give me free pizza for reading. So wait, hold on. <laughs> On on the rig, you walk into Domino's and scream at the employees now, and then they always just say no. Yeah, well, the first few times they were really confused, but now every uh, every shift, every member, every branch in the area knows me. And this is where you say, uh, like, but did the Domino's fall correctly on the finale of Arrow? As like a really good segue, that's where you would say this. So that's what Mike does with Domino's, but did the Domino's stick the landing? When we come back, the final episode of Arrow ever. In the series finale of Arrow, Mike and Ryan try not to cry as one of the main reasons the superhero Hour Hour exists finally goes away. Everybody gathers for the funeral of Arrow and later a private friends and family only funeral for Ollie, but not before Mia from the future comes to the past and says William's been kidnapped, right as William from the present's been kidnapped. In an effort to wrap up the show and send off characters into spin-off mode, Arrow has Roy propose to Thea, did get a Green Lantern ring, and everybody move away from Star City because fuck that town once our best friend died. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. What moment did you find most surprising and or get you the most dusty? Okay, so I was surprised how little dustiness was here. 
So maybe, yeah. maybe that's my surprising moment. Um, I thought. I think it's hard the last two episodes had it, and they're like, fuck, man, we don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that this was a by the book finale, but I'm not sure why I wouldn't say that, because I, I believe that it's true. It kind of what, like, I think series finales, it's hard to make a good episode of television. Yes. You typically uh, make a really bad one, or you have to pretend like you didn't know it was the end, so it's like a cliffhanger in a way. This is a better version of The Office, where it's you do just a bunch of montages of everybody being happy, but The Office had the downside of also supposedly being a comedy, and that last episode wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you never miss a moment. You never miss an opportunity to zing the last season of The Office. <clears throat> uh, or really anything post-Steve Corral you hate, right? Uh, yeah. I... I've been listening to a lot of conversations debating the definition of the term fan service. And is fan service something that is just impenetrable by people who are not fans, right? This this is just fan service. Or is fan service like one of the the villain in this episode's name was John Byrne, which is also a comic book creator who I I have to assume did something with Green Arrow. That can't be a coincidence. Um, And is that... He only worked on Doom Patrol. He never touched (laughs) Green Arrow. It's like the only character he never worked on. Um, is that fan service shit that will just fly over non fans' heads? That but it's I, like I, unobtrusive. I think there's varying levels of fan service. That is one. Uh, like Marv Wolfman showed up in the final episode of Crisis. Brilliant actor, by the way. He was just amazing. Brilliant actor. It will like I think uh, every comic book creator saw what Stan Lee did for the last ten years, and when I can do that, you don't have like the oozing charisma that Stan Lee had. Like nobody thought he was great, but at least we knew who he was. And if you don't have either of those things, Marv, just stay off screen, buddy. Uh, but there's those fan services that's fine. But I think that the despicable version of fan service is the internet, the, the forums say this is what we want to see, and you just give them everything they want. Yes, that would be awful. That is what ruined, what's it called? Star, it's not Star Trek. I forget that other thing. I forget what it's Space called. Spacegate? Spacegate, yeah. Um, this is sort of, and I do think that if you're going to do fan service, um, this is the perfect time to do it. I'm not sure. And Arrow is yes. the king of this, of just having episodes that are clearly only for the fans. Um, maybe it's sort of good that Taylor's not here tonight because uh, this was so strictly for the fans. This was this was fifth buff for fans by fans. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's it's not we we can't grade this on the same scale that we grade other episodes of TV, either comic book or non comic book based. It's just we had an hour to spend saying goodbye and i think that mm-hmm. they they knocked off everything on that checklist yeah they all sat around in different scenes saying why they loved the tv show arrow and why they would miss it once it's gone we got a prognosed toast we got a salmon ladder even though ollie wasn't there that and that was a great fan services for the first time in eight years dig whose arms are the size of tanks did it anyone that's not that hard yeah. while <laughs> wild dog drooled over his biceps all it like that's a good way to do fan service but yeah if you haven't watched enough but also, fuck you. If you if why are you watching a series finale of a show if you haven't watched most of the show unless you're like contractually obligated to do so on a podcast? I was a little bit concerned because I had heard from the news. Yeah, sometimes I watch the news if it's about comic book TV, and also just based on the last you know nine episodes of the season and Crisis that there was going to be a severe lack of Stephen Amell. And there was. It makes sense. We couldn't have him hanging around just being like, I'm the Spectre. How are you? Please, call me Mr. Spectre. Mr. Spectre was my father. Please, call me Green Spectre. We couldn't have that. So then we need something else. Otherwise, it's just a floating camera. And that someone else was Diggle. And yes, when we had Diggle being Diggle in this episode like he was, then we could spend 
you know, 30 seconds with the all ghoul sisters and we can spend 30 seconds with Tommy. This was like the least amount of Tommy, uh, like since he's been dead that I've ever seen. Yeah. Usually he gets like seven minutes and I don't understand why. Um, but I realized while watching it that we have dabbled on the theory that the show is actually much more about Ollie and Dig than anybody else. That's the core relationship. But I think that we mostly just said that to sound smart or, you know, talk shit on Felicity. <laughs> this episode hammered it home that the yes. core central relationship, the most important thing that we should have been paying attention to is Ollie on one side, Diggle on the other, and coming together through for the last decade or whatever it's been. Yeah, because most of the flashbacks were about them. A couple were about Felicity because uh, Emily Bennett Richards uh, hasn't been on this whole season. Was she even last season? Uh, so there was like some send-off to, to close out her character. But yeah, it's pretty crazy for a show to focus way more on the best friend and not on the wife. It's not crazy for people to do that in real life. That feels very real for people to focus on their best friends and not their wives and to have that cause fights. Uh, but Who's who here, I, by the way? <laughs> who's what? Who's who? I'm Ollie. You're Ollie. Okay, I was going to say that I was Ollie. You've never rocked a Van Dyke. Uh, you've never done a salmon ladder. That's true. Uh, but it, it didn't feel forced for Dig to be giving all these monologues and having the through line be go through him and people being like, I'm sad, but John, how are you? All of that tracked. I think it's also important to note that in all of the themes, the running themes that this entire... How many years is it, actually? This is season nine? Yeah, eight. Eight. Okay, so in the last eight years, um, the billions of themes that you cover over eight years, uh, which is... I mean, the number one is if, you, if you're if you moody, then you'll get a bunch of friends and people will follow that's you. That's a theme. <laughs> but I think the that's num- why Eeyore... That's why everybody loved him in fucking 100 Acre Wood. I think one of the most important ones is this like uh, relationship between... Um, becoming a leader and there being a leader vacuum and leaders will rise when it is their time you know when ollie was clearly the leader here and when ollie went away there was really only one answer for who will step up you know Mm -hmm. it's not that diggle was like hold on it should be me dibs dibs i got it i got this but everyone looked at him you know and this was uh Mm -hmm. mostly played out when nobody (laughs) literally no one would speak at his funeral everybody's like oh no fuck that i'm not gonna say anything and then when Felicity, who who you know was in the running to be the leader, uh, right. looked at Dig and said, "It should be you." And then he started off with, "This is my brother." Right. And I wonder if Moira, for a second, even though she's trying to process that her son is uh, the Green Arrow and now dead, and that she's back from the dead, there there had to be like moms be moms. So there, th- she was a little angry that this bodyguard she hired eight years ago <laughs> is the one speaking. <laughs> Which again is the same thing with me and you in our relationship. My mom <laughs> hired you eight years ago. To, to be your friend. <laughs> to be my bodyguard. Also, a lot of Moira Queen's dealing with was uh, she died a long time ago and then <laughs> became the second most important Moira on TV. Yeah. And now in this episode, she's trying to get back the throne. But I think it's I, gone, babe. She tried a little too hard to overpronounce words in this episode. <laughs> baby. Baby. My, my poor little green arrow, baby. <laughs> What what was the lamest for all the things finales are gonna do and wrap up characters and send them off? What was the one that made you roll your eyes the hardest? Okay, so it's hardest, so it's all relative. It wasn't that bad, but by far the clear hardest was Roy and Thea rushing mm. back into the scene, saying, "Oh my God, I'm sorry. No, you shut up. My brother just died. Hold on, but I love you. Should we get married? Of course we should." And yeah. nobody gives a shit, guys. Nobody gives a shit about Ray and Thea at this point. Yeah, Arrow has always made it. 
just because they were a big deal in the comics that it should be a big deal here. And just because of who you cast for Roy, it never would be. Uh, <laughs> I liked the, the intro scene. I haven't seen each other in a couple of years after he bailed on her. Like, I think they were just sleeping in the woods, killing other people. Uh-huh. And then he just disappeared one day. Uh, and he tried to apologize. And she's like, yeah, my brother just died and my nephew has been kidnapped. So maybe not about you right now, but I was like, yes. And then when he interrupted their vigilante mission, suited up on a roof to propose, I was like, hmm. No, yeah, not so much. Uh, we've all we declared last week that we are we hope that the CW uh, green lights, green lights, green light, uh, green arrow and the canaries. If they green light some sort of uh, Roy and Thea spinoff called like a speedy the honeymoon special, a speedy engagement, and we have to watch that <laughs> shit, I'm out. I'm not. I know it's technically based on a comic book in a way, but I'm not fucking watching it, Mike. I'm in if they get the people who like write The Bachelor in Jersey Shore to write this, and so it's. A speedy engagement of them, but it's very reality show over the top. Yeah, what if it? What what was that one show that you loved? Even when it was unreal, unreal, even though it got real shitty. Uh, if it's an unreal version of the behind the scenes of what it's like for normal people to make a reality show about superheroes, I may have to change my answer. Right, and maybe recast Roy. The only runner up for like roll your eyes is uh, everybody's going off and looking for Kid William now, which is a cool name. Uh, and well, it's, it, it tells what a superhero name should be, which is his name, or I'm sorry, his age, which is kid, <laughs> and his power, which is having the name William. <laughs> yes, the greatest superpower of them all. Uh, and Wild Dog and Ragman, who's back after a few years, are going around, and Wild Dog is like, takes his mask off because he forgets uh, like the rules of the street. And he's being sad about Ollie. And he's like, I mean, I'm sad that he died, but we always butt heads. And Rory, again, who was on for half a season and hasn't been on for years, he's like, well, you were always the one who was most like him. And that's why you bashed heads. I was like, I don't know. That's like if my coworker John from five years ago tried to tell me <laughs> something like deeply impersonal. I'd be like, who are you? You know, your dad who died you know, 15 years ago or 10 years ago and I've never met before was a lot like you. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> Yeah, was there was there anybody you were most like you were really surprised to see in the finale? I really liked the the Ragman actor who mm-hmm. I think legally changed his name to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's just got a very like calming presence in all of this uh, show where people are named Wild Dog by choice. So <laughs> I like him. There, he's like, look, I didn't name myself. The newspaper did because they looked at me. My costume's made of rags. They decipher that I'm a man. They called me Ragman. I- he has a very he's a mellow Ezra Miller. That's the vibe I get. From yes, him. I like that. Um, I, I thought that Malcolm was John Byrne, but it turns out uh-huh. it was just like a crazy-eyed version of Malcolm. So we got no Malcolm, which was a bummer. <laughs> that's not the question you asked, but... Yeah, that I guess that, I mean, that's the reverse of the question. That was surprising. It was so weird, like... And every time they go back into Ollie's past, uh, like they did it with Adrian Chase, and they try to make it a big deal, like, oh, yeah, but like, this dude was one of a thousand people Ollie brutally killed in the first two seasons. Yeah. And this was one guy he skipped, but like, it did... It, it did not hit me at all in any, like, oh, shit, or emotional way. Arrow has always had this problem that is similar to Mission Impossible. Um, Ethan Hunt is never, in, like, and since the first movie, he's never an agent that works for this agency, but he's running away from the agency who's trying to kill him for some reason. <laughs> right. And forever, for years now, um, Ollie is not fighting crime, but he's running from and fighting against people who are pissed off at him for some <laughs> other reason. crime years yeah. ago. The, in this in this uh, episode, they do a flashback and they show the list, 
Uh-huh. Do you remember that list of people? And Hell yeah, I do. Ever since then, he's just been running around saying, I'm sorry for the list. I'm sorry he's for the list. dealing with the list. That was his dad's list. He, he was just like a PTSD teen off five years from an island dealing with his daddy issues, and now people are furious. Also, there's a page ripped out from the journal that says, please buy these people. Don't forget to buy these people Christmas presents. And Ollie didn't read that page, so he's just been running around murdering them. Really? Make... Have different notebooks, man. You can't have every kind of issue in one little notebook. And also, I can see a complaint about it just being weird in general that William was in this episode, but they needed some sort of plot, and it was William got kidnapped, and I thought that was perfect because, one, it kept him from being in the rest. I don't think he has a single line. And also, what a fucking little bitch baby. (laughs) William, right around the time of your dad's funeral, you can't just not get kidnapped for one fucking day. It's not all about you, man. Become older William, who we kind of like these days. I do like that. So Mia is the one who finds William, uh, baby William. And when the guy like turns around, she she like me is like, who the fuck is this guy? Like she also thought it was gonna be Rosh Al Ghul or like someone yeah. we cared about at all. And she's just like, it's just a dude. It's just a guy who should sell cars. <laughs> what do you think about the time where at the the funeral that was more personal, Felicity's standing there and Mia walks up to Felicity and she's like, Mama? And then Felicity's like, Mia? And then they both look in the camera and say, Here we go again at the Here same we go time. Again. Uh, that was the one time I, I did get dusty. Uh, <laughs> I just started crying. <laughs> like I just remembered ABBA existed and it made me sad. I wasn't watching more ABBA. Uh, no, like I, I was a Felicity fan for the first few seasons, and then the show and she forgot what they were supposed to do with her, uh, and she was a drag. So I didn't think she could do anything to me these days. But the way she chokes up when she's like, "You got to meet your father." Yeah, that was that, uh, that was a rough moment. That hit me hard because I've never. <laughs> it's Matt Stephen Amell. You just you just want to meet the actor that plays Mia's father. Yeah. Uh, a big dumb comic book thing is Barry and Kara are there for the personal funeral in normal clothes. Everybody else is his best friend or former lover or kid from the future. Do you think like the normal people there were like, who the fuck are these two? <laughs> or at that point, does everybody know who everybody is? I think so. There's also a um, third... Arrowverse member there. Um, Sarah Lance shows up. Although Sarah Lance has much more of a Arrow past, obviously, than the other two. Um, but now she's the captain of a time spaceship. Um, and so she shows up, and she runs into the Algool sisters. And one of the Algool sisters looks at her and says, oh, my God, my love, my eternal love. And then Sarah, who's with Ava, she's like, mm-hmm. cool. And then just walks away and does not <laughs> say a word. And That's tr- a intru- real funeral moment, man. <laughs> yeah. Just you look over in the distance, you're like, oh, I'll be right there, and no one's over there calling you. It's <laughs> just a bush she stands staring at. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I forgot about this bitch. Uh do you we don't do moments a week, but do you do you have a favorite moment of this finale? Uh I mean the the Mama Mia, here we go again conversation is definitely up there. And I think one, because it gets dusty, two, because I'll take any opportunity to like root for Felicity, but three, I think it sort of proves overall why this episode was okay without a a lot of ollie because Mm -hmm. i really do think oliver queen has a little bit of the captain america itis in that a lot of times it's more interesting to hang out with the people around him right and deal with what it's like to uh be intimidated and frustrated and just what it's like to have cap in your life is such a weird thing It's hard for everybody for different reasons. Yeah, it's all different reasons, and he's so annoying, and he's so awe-inspiring, and all of that stuff. It's almost more interesting than the actual character, because the character has to be sort of perfect all the time. Uh, I think that's a really good pick for a moment, except for the one 
that we're obviously dancing around and we have not talked about yet, and maybe we'll get to after you say it. Okay, uh, mine is in, in this kind of in any finale. You don't think there, and especially an action show, you don't think there's going to be a big action set piece. But because oh we get shit, the yeah. Uh, the dude John Byrne. Uh, when Mia's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Uh, he says, "You're wearing his hood. You should know." Which is one that's stupid. Like, what does that fucking mean? Like, anybody can grab a hood and wear it. Uh, but we flash back to where Ollie first hunted him down, and it reminded me uh, how brutal those fight scenes used to be. Yeah, you got just like the tracking shot of Ollie breaking elbows and kneecaps in the best way. It was amazing. I love watching him. You know, John Wick's sort of power is that the gun is just sort of like an extension of his hand, mm-hmm. and you, I don't. It, it feels like you can't. Uh, like detach them that's the same thing with ollie and his bow and arrow it feels like such an unwieldy thing but with ollie he can shoot you from 100 yards away or a foot away and it looks awesome or punch you right in the throat with it yeah like it just it's just an extension of him the other thing too that you can be overdone but not in this episode because we're very forgiving because it's a finale is the whole sort of attach the camera to the like the person the Mm-hmm. that you're beating up and so like you'll yeah. slam his head down and the camera will go with it i love yeah. that shit it worked well so was that yours or did you have something else what moment of the week yeah no it was yeah it was the mia and felicity moment oh but yeah okay. what we haven't talked about is the very very end everybody's trying to like repatch their lives and everybody everything's everybody's doing well except for diggle who something crash lands in his fucking backyard and uh-huh. shoots him against a truck and we all know what's going to happen, but still, we should talk about it real quick. Um, he goes over there, and he opens up something. I don't know what it is, but it's in like a little box, and it glows green. And all I'm thinking is, is this the briefcase from Pulp Fiction, but now it's a different color, Mike? Yes, that's exactly what it was. And we all knew Diggle was always a big Tantino head, so this really finalizes it for him. I love. Do you think we're going to see him in the HBO Max show? I don't know. I, that is what... I don't know. There's no reason to for HBO. There's no reason to be like, right. no, we got to get Diggle back. Otherwise, no one's going to watch. He's not a name. He's a great actor only to us. So right. I'm not sure. Also, I love the fact that he's like, all right, I'm, I'm getting away from everything Arrow. I'm getting away from everything Green. I'm just going to start it. God damn it. Now I'm Green Shit. something else. You play the hands you dealt. That is Arrow. Eight years done. We're going to take a break. When we come back... The Super Series, Shushy Bullpen, Arrow Awards Edition. And now it's time for the Super Serious Shushy Bullpen, where we just uh, let our hair down, cut loose, not like the very regimented, serious rest of the show. Today's bullpen actually matters, because we're giving awards to Arrow. We didn't talk about it enough. Uh, we talked about the finale of Arrow before, and now we want to do the, the wide view, talk about all eight years of Arrow. Like any good awards show, we're going to start with one that matters and go to a bunch of bullshit you don't care about and then end with what matters. Ryan, kicking it off with best fights of eight years So again, as I said before, I missed the first couple of seasons and it feels like that's, that was a lot of the best fights. Um, so I'm going to go with the two that uh, hit me the hardest in my time, which is uh, Team Arrow playing Survivor on an island against Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And that whole final battle with all the explosions and the camera work and whatnot. And that was when uh, like Nissa was helping them and they were in a temple part and other people running around the woods. Was it this one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not... I wouldn't call it a segment. It was kind of an entire episode. But towards the end where uh, they were doing good and then they were doing bad, it looked like they all died. That's the, that's the point I'm pinpointing. Uh, my other one, real quick, if I may, may, is a great 
uh, sort of not one take, but like with that sensibility in mind of Ollie running from uh, point A of the prison to point B of the prison. Yeah. The Ollie just, Supermax? Yes. Ollie Supermax. The movie that we were supposed to get a long time ago, we got in this episode. And it. I'm not sad that there's not a movie. One, we need fewer DC movies. And two, this was dope. Yeah. Just getting that one up was dope. Uh, mine comes later. Mine is from season six, so fully in you watching it. Because I went back and watched a lot of the old fight scenes. And this, I felt like, took the stuff uh, that worked in the old ones and brought in more camera. It took them way late in the game to realize they should just have a handheld camera and chase after Oliver as much as they can to film a fight scene. Yeah. And in uh, episode six, season 10, there's this giant fight between uh, Diaz and his goons and the Bratva. Uh, but they all hate Ollie and Oliver and team arrow are running through like what looks like trenches in a warehouse. Uh, uh-huh. and there's just little hand cameras, uh, right on Ollie's butt, right on Dinah's butt. And just like following them, beat the living crap out of dudes who are trying to shoot each other. So they never know what's coming and it's brutal and awesome every second. Yes. I do actually remember that. It's so hard. We watch so many fights on so many shows. Yeah. So yeah, for that to like stand out, I, I do think makes it a, uh, good winner. I will allow you to choose this one. Uh, I'm going to say the trenches. The trenches win everything. Yeah. Like they always do. They win feet. They win fights. Ryan, best costume in the entire run. Like, I'm just a simple man. It's Black Siren, who is essentially wearing fishnet lingerie everywhere. But um, when she has like the bleached white short hair swiped to one side, that version? No, no the one early, before when that. She's real evil. Yeah, when she's really evil and she's got the makeup and she is uh, essentially a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is, by the way, um, I, I was taking out Ollie from this. Oh. I was because, not. oh yeah, uh, did you choose Ollie? I chose, it's uh, specifically season four Ollie. They uh, just decided to rip his sleeves off of his vest and now you see his biceps in every shot while he kicks ass. And I think that's also when he got the mask. He stopped doing paint. Like, first he just wore a big hood, and then he was like, wait, I should disguise my face, and just did eyeliner from Uh I Do Temples, and then eventually somebody's like, wear a fucking mask. He's like, oh, okay. And I got to assume that they didn't, the costume designers did not take these sleeves off, but Ollie, in yet another fit of rage, just just ripped the tiny sleeves off. Uh, But if it couldn't be Ollie, if we're playing by your rules, uh, I'd probably say, even though I hate the character, uh, Arsenal, the red leather version of it, is pretty fucking badass. Yeah, uh, it it was hard, to, uh, or it was easy for me to not pick that because Roy sucks so much, but it looks cool as shit. Yeah, and then he does something, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. So uh, you take this one. It's Black Siren when she's super evil and Fredericks of Hollywood spokesperson. Sweet. Best, nope, worst villain. The best worst villain. This, I think, is the best worst villain because on the show, I love talking about her, but if it wasn't for this podcast, Cupid would drive me insane. It's such a bunch of horseshit. Uh-huh. It's uh, we can't get Harley Quinn. Can we make our own version of one? Uh, and she she often walked the balance beam of so bad it's entertaining. Yeah, and I think it it came out at a hard time too because we were all about Winona Earp at this time, mm-hmm. and she just her performance seemed like such a fucking pale knockoff Melanie Scarfino. Probably. Sc- <laughs> Uh, mine was there's so much build up not just in this show but there was a lot in this show just in, in all of comics and now comic book movie lore uh, and then the the Ross Al Ghul we got was such a fucking lame ass milk toast yeah uh, that I forgot he was a big I remember Talia and Nissa, and I'm like oh yeah their dad was a huge part of the show for a season or so and he sucks 
Yeah, I don't know if it was the actor or if them buckling under the pressure of finally getting like a famous DC character to work with. Yeah, they just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, but the, his daughters are so much more memorable than he was. Yes. Switching from that, best villain. I wanted so badly to go with Damien Dark, but it was hard for me to remember where I loved him more because he sort of like went throughout mm-hmm. the Arrowverse. So I got to go with the classic. I always, as much as I hated Tommy, him showing up, and I didn't understand it, um, I was always down to watch the complicated relationship between everyone and Merlin, yeah. uh, the, the father, and uh, he could be such a prick and so evil. He, he uh, ran the gamut from uh, classic villain to like just punk asshole villain. Uh-huh. To like, like, I have to work with you. Yeah, every iteration of Merlin was great. And I think everybody, more than even Stephen Amell, looked to John Byrne early on in the seasons to be like, oh, this is what the show is supposed to be and the whole universe should be. Barrowman? Barrowman? What did I say? Burnerman? John Byrne is the bad guy from the finale. Yes, no, John Barrowman. Torchwood himself. Uh, mine has to be, and I know you don't know who this person is and you refuse, you just stick your he- fingers in your ears. It's Slade Wilson, Deathstroke. Uh, he didn't champ the bit. He didn't chomp the scenery. He, uh, like John Barrowman, he was just like a big, massive, uh, horrifying villain. I mean, unlike Tommy, I thought it was cool when he showed up again, even though I didn't have that frame of reference from before. Mm -hmm. But if you've seen every episode of Arrow, like I have not, there is no other answer, right? Yeah, it's because he does the back and forth. Sometimes you have to team up with him. Plus, he started out as an ally, so there's like a lot of betrayal. And then he killed Moira Queen. Uh, while he's saying, like, I don't want to do this, but, you know, rules is rules. Like, he has a real Omar, man's got to have a code style. It reminds me a lot of a show that you refuse to watch, Justified, sorry, one Raylan Givens, in that the first episode was pretty good, or the first season, rather, was pretty good, just like Arrow. But the second season, when they, like, did, like, a season-long story, mm-hmm. uh, for you, it's Slade Wilson. For me, it's Margot Martindale. But just really launched the show into a new echelon. You're not Gaga for Goggins? Well, I mean, of course, everybody is, but it was Margot that like let us know that this is peak TV. Worst romantic? Oh, I'm supposed to say who won? I won. Worst romantic pairing? Uh, it's Thea and Roy, and I don't know what else could be here. Uh, there's a very short lived. So yeah, Thea and Roy, I guess, seem too on the nose. But I said Ollie and Susan. The Susan. She was who the a, fuck is Susan? A reporter who was trying to screw over Oliver the mayor. While oh shit! I remember that. Oliver the mayor. She was a uh, what was that great show that nobody watched? She was on Popular. She's one of the stars of Popular. I love every time this actress shows up somewhere. Uh, Wait, but it's Popular Roswell. Popular is Roswell. Okay, those are the same. And One Tree Hill is where it takes place. I do remember her. Yeah, it was pretty short lived. I think um, I'm going to give it to you because it it arced over the whole fucking eight seasons. And I am a huge fan of the actress who plays Thea, Willa Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to talk about her very soon, like four or five years from now, in another podcast that we have. Um, she deserves so much better than this fucking parkouring yeah. mongoloid. She's like, can we cuddle? And he just parkours out of bed. He's a real fucking fuckboy. Best romantic pairing. You know, I was surprised by what I wrote down here. You know, sometimes the hand just takes over and does what the gut wants and the heart wants, but without doing what the brain wants. Are, we, are you with me so <laughs> far? Following. It's Diggle and Lila, and it's yeah. because I always loved the fact that it, it was just a very realistic marriage with two people who handled their very unrealistic jobs in a realistic way. Yeah, it's, they're, they're spies. They're a little older than the rest of the cast, and so the stuff, they, they fight, and where it would tear up other couples, they're just like, I mean, that's what marriage is, man. You fight, and you get back on that horse, and uh, you just make up. Uh, it's mine as well, so we win. 
Nice. I just, I loved how, because Ollie is typically more extreme than Diggle. So Diggle would go in and say, like, I don't want you doing this dangerous thing. And then Lila would be like, uh, I am like the head of this entire CIA in this world. I'm very impressive. I am better than you at everything. And Diggle would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. You're right. You're <laughs> it. I'm going to back up. Uh, let's jump to most easily forgotten member of Team Arrow. Well, I was, I don't want to rag on Ragman. Um, and I was so stoked to see him in the finale until I remembered somebody called Starling. It is Starling. Uh, of course it's, it's definitely Starling. Starling, right? Because Ragman, I was like, oh, it's obviously Ragman. But we remembered that he's the most forgotten. We fully forgot Starling showed up with Ragman and Dinah and Wild Dog all at the same time. The other thing, too, is that everyone gives Marvel a lot of shit for uh, changing the colors or the genders of their characters in recent years. Uh-huh. Um, but at least they try really hard. You know, they try to make these characters as fleshed out as possible. Starling was just the most half-assed bullshit attempt at any of that. Yeah. She, she was the blurst. Do you have a worst character? Worst character ever? Worst character uh, ever. I was thinking back on my early days, and I wanted to say Felicity so hard. You know, I really struggled. And basically, with me and her, it wasn't her getting better, but it was just time spent together, mm-hmm. where like I could sort of forgive her half-assed, banter light, her like frazzled sort of way of communicating. But then I remembered William, the kid, <laughs> and who I refuse to call Billy the kid. He's not uh, cool. ki- kid William is by far the worst character, maybe on TV, but definitely Arrow. Uh, somebody who is gunning for that position, and only because we had to steal. Uh, spend more time with him. It's Roy. We've talked a lot. It's Roy is the fucking worst character. They try to switch up his character so many times, but never just recast him or let him leave the show. And he it was, ruined I, it all. I remember if we can also like give you know talk about how long we've been doing this show along with Arrow. It was like our first reoccurring mini segment is the adventures of Roy Parker, <laughs> but hardcore parkour. Yeah. <laughs> And we would talk about just every week the stupidest thing he would do or say. Everybody else would just be walking to a hot dog cart to get a hot dog. And he'd do 18 flips to get there to give the guy two bucks. No, and then just land in the middle of the hot dog water, <laughs> splashing oh, my hot. Foot, my foot, my foot. <laughs> uh, best arrow title card. See, I did. It's the one that says arrow, I guess. I didn't. Is there differences here? Every season oh, I'll they go switched with... it. When the flash showed up, there was lightning behind it. How about the one where. I don't know if it was this year's crossover or last year's, but they took everybody's logo and sort of made it Arrow-looking-like and then had a bunch of them. That was dope. Uh, This one... uh, So this is the last award nobody cares about before we get to the final award. Uh, But it was this this final episode where it was like the 18 arrows they've used for the title card all like in a half circle. I was like, fuck. You don't want to talk about on the nose. Jesus. Best moment of the series. This one was hard because, you know, a lot of moments have happened. It's like 44 of them a week for the, uh, our entire lives. And I know I just talked shit on Felicity. And I know I have nothing to uh, give Ollie and Slade together. So I am going to have to go with... And also, um, I said my worst character is a tie between Felicity and William. And this is a moment with Felicity and William <laughs> where he's just so sad that his dad is an arrow, that his dad is like just doesn't like him. And Felicity <laughs> doesn't have the heart to tell him that nobody likes him. He's fucking kid William. Um, but she, Felicity delivers this monologue and we have heard a version of this monologue in thousands of superhero shits, you know, like here's the importance of being good and heroic Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But there's something about this. There's something about her acting where she's not being like a clumsy banterer, but actually delivering this on the verge of tears the entire time that I, it was the first thing that came to my head when I looked at this award. Yeah. They should have realized earlier on that she has more range than bad banter. 
Because uh, mm-hmm. when they let her get like husky and sad, it works, and she sells it more than most people can on this show. When they let her get husky? Like her voice, like uh, okay. verge of tears. <laughs> not like a fat kid? Not like eating a bunch of pork chops. Uh, mine is also a Felicity moment, uh, and this is, you have not seen this, so fuck you. Uh, this is probably the second or third time we, the viewers, have seen the salmon ladder, but the first time Felicity sees Oliver do it. Like, she just discovers he's Arrow, or the hood at the time, and goes down to his hideout and watches him do it, and just the amount of real drool that just pulls to the bottom <laughs> of her lip. Uh, and it's the, the only time the banter felt real frazzled. Like, the, the actress was forgetting her lines from watching it happen. I love how often when you're watching Arrow, we talk about either your eyes leaking water or your mouth leaking water. because <laughs> I leaking. I'm guessing you drooled as much as her. Oh, yeah. Do do we talk about how uh, she in the future cuts her hair? No, I don't think we've talked about their future haircuts. And the show got canceled, and so yet another Felicity on the CW <laughs> has cut her hair, and the show and goes the away. Show. It's the Felicity curse. Don't cut your hair, girls. Uh, that is all the time we have to talk about Arrow for some reason. Now I guess we're going to take a break and then talk about every other shows came out this week. They deigned to try to get to the pull list. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, sorry. Wrong show. The pull list is where we talk about every other show that came out this week, starting with Supergirl. Should we change the name of the show to No CD? No CD, yes. So you stop doing that shit? Uh, On this week's episode of Supergirl, when Shot returns, just as Supergirl's pursuing a toy man copycat. Mike, I asked you this. Which part of that sentence makes you more happy that you don't watch Supergirl? When Shot. Yeah. The winning shot is not him as a character. Not having him on it at all. Yeah. This was, this was a bad description. It was a bad description, but maybe you'll get a chance to fix it with Batwoman. The Kane sisters contend with their past on their birthday, which I assume that they're twins then? Mm-hmm. Or maybe their parents... Oh, just, they are twins. They just, or their parents are lazy? They just fuck in the same month. Or yeah, just lied and said, we're, uh, we're going to do this on the same day. And much like uh, birthday and Christmas that's too close together, they have to share presents. An unexpected guest makes a surprise appearance in Gotham. Mike, I ask you this. Which Batman villain would you most enjoy having at your birthday party? At my birthday party? Probably Eggman? No, there's one answer, and it's definitely not Eggman. The guy from the TV show? Vincent Price? No. But I just wanted him to talk about all the spiders at my birthday party. Yes, of course. Uh, Uh, Who is it? What's the one right answer? It's Killer Croc. Just because he's a good... Good old time. No, it's just a giant crocodile at your birthday party. People are always going to remember that shit. People will remember that when he fucking ate Lewis's head. Did you hear that uh, there's a crocodile in Florida with a tire stuck on its neck? And so Florida <laughs> has decided to offer a reward to anybody who can get the tire off. Probably thinking that they're like, oh, we're so animal friendly. Not understanding that so many people are going to fucking die. You're animal friendly, but you are crackhead harsh. <laughs> Unless maybe they thought there's too many people in Florida, in which case, oh, I agree. Really is. Next up is Black Lightning. On this week's episode of Black Lightning, Jefferson, Anissa, and Jennifer discover that the ASA is now hunting the entire Pierce family. Mike, I ask you this. Which of these Pierces do you think you could hunt down easiest? Pierce Brosnan, Hawkeye Pierce, or Pierce Pratchett? Uh, Hawkeye Pierce. The chicken choker? The chicken choker himself. Yeah, and that's why I want to. Don't choke that chicken in the middle of a crowded public transportation. Like, we're all miserable. Don't make it more miserable for everybody around you, man. Keep your shit together and keep it in your pants. Somehow, we, we're in the Korean War, which is awful because war is awful, and you somehow made it worse because you forced <laughs> yeah, us to watch you. you, buddy. <laughs> you forced us to watch you uh, kill a baby while screaming, I hate chickens. <laughs> 
But I think like, well, he was just anti Chick Fil A before it was cool to be. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, I think, has some of this real James Bond skills. So I don't want to fuck with him, and I have no idea who the last person was, so I can't find them. Pierce Pratchett is David Strathairn from LA Confidential, the guy who owned all the Florida Lee. Oh, uh, okay. And Russell Crowe went over to his house while he was golfing. I my answer remains the same. If you had to kill one of them, do you think that would be due to Pierce pressure? Yes. Okay. And exactly. if you do, you think that once you murdered them, you would be convicted by a jury of your peers? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. Supergirl, or I'm sorry, Black Lightning is on Tuesdays on the CW. Riverdale, Ryan. Oh boy, Mike, here we fucking go. On this week's episode of Riverdale. The gang has quiz show fever as Riverdale's four smartest students, Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, and Tony, beat the bad guy school in the quiz bowl. Their victory is taken away, however, when Brett, that's the bad guy, finds, oh, yeah. His fi- name's Brett, of course he is. finds the answers to the quiz questions torn up in the trash can of Betty's green room. More shocking, if you're on a childhood quiz show, you get your own green room. Every individual gets their own green room? That's not even in professional shows. Meanwhile, Cheryl and Veronica start a gentleman's club in Penelope Blossom's old bordello and hire Penelope to run it. Plus, Jughead challenges Brett to a duel to the death, and Kevin Keller gets caught up in the seedy world of tickle porn videos. Mike, I ask you this, where would you like to begin? <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about tickle porn, because I don't know what this is. Okay, so tickle porn, according to Riverdale is uh, basically non-sexual, non-nude, two gentlemen tickle each other, and according to the director, who Kevin thought he was just going out on a date for, but he turns out he was being recruited for tickle porn, um, people just watch two gentlemen, or two women, or a man and a woman tickle each other and get off, I'm assuming, because there's no reason to make a video of something unless you know people are getting off. That's what commercials are. Oh, you get off to Pine Sol? Here you go. (laughs) Not the commercial, just the bottle (laughs) under my sink. Uh, let's jump to, what else did you say? The bordello run by Penelope. Yeah, I mean, they say, just because this used to be a bordello, that doesn't mean that people are going to come in here and pay us to have sex with them. But that's that's what you say at the start. Very, very clearly soon, Veronica and Cheryl are going to become Hollywood or Riverdale madams and start uh, doing hooker things. Do you, do, do you, so eloquent. Do you think they'll get a 10-year-old rapscallion in blue shorts and orange shirt to run the door? I hope so, yeah. Are you referring... Do you think Bart Simpson is going to cross over to the show? Yeah, the, the Riverdale gang showed up in an episode of The Simpsons. They threw Homer out onto his lawn and said, stay out of Riverdale. True. Was that so Moose? I, it was Moose himself. <laughs> Moose and Squirrel? Uh, and the, the quiz show. Yeah, I mean... They did the thing uh, that all quiz show montages have, and there shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, why is that? A, why is that a common trope? <laughs> there shouldn't be enough things. Uh, there shouldn't be enough quiz show montages for it to have a thing. But it, it goes to a point where it's just uh, quick cuts of people slamming on the buzzer and saying things that sound like answers to questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, FDR and the New Deal. Like FDR and the New Deal. Mitochondria. People mitochondria. are people are always oh, you know saying mitochondria. That That's like the engine of the cell. <laughs> I think that was the question. <laughs> Is there, do you have a moment of the week for Riverdale? Or is yeah. there other things you want to talk about? No, my moment of the week, it has to be in this weird show, this weird episode, where we have tickle porn and a quiz show that we're supposed to care about. Penelope Blossom goes, comes back. She goes from the sex bunker all the way up to the whorehouse she used to run. But while she's running it, she has to wear like this sort of like Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> I don't know. Her face is not disfigured. <laughs> I think it's a reference to the uh, the 60s movie Eyes Without a Face because it's that exact same mask. I don't know why they're referencing that movie. Neither do they. <laughs> None of it's explained. She, she walks in the room and Cheryl and Veronica do not blink twice. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is how Penelope rolls. 
Well, they've grown up in Riverdale. They know just, just you're not going to blink at everything you see. Otherwise, your eyes will never open up. Oh, my God. Other moment of the week. Yes. Uh, Jughead is dead. Okay. In the flash forwards. What? Yeah. Jughead died. And everybody thinks Betty killed him. And then it's Betty and Jug, or, uh, Betty and Archie sitting at Pops at a table. And they're like, it's okay. We're going to get through this. And then Betty touches Archie's hand. And they look at each other in that sexy way. And it made me realize that this is season four of this show. And we have yet to touch on until now. The only thing that the comic book is known for, which is for some reason two smoke shows love mm-hmm. Archie for no the reason. Doofus. And now we're finally going to get into it because Jughead's dead. I think they, they teased it in the first episode or the first season and Betty was like, no, 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 I don't, no, 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 Veronica, all yours. No, 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 no. And Archie looked really hurt. No, yeah, I can imagine why that would be. Supergirl, Batwoman, Black Lightning, and Riverdale are all on the CW on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, respectively. Check your local listings for times. Ryan, next up this week is October Faction. In episode two of October Faction, a.k.a. No Country for Old Vamps, a thirst for revenge bonds Fred and Dolores. But what fuels a mystery woman's bloody travels? At school, Viv and Geoff, oh, it's probably Jeff, but spelled the stupid way, begin to test their limits. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How far would you go for revenge? Oh, man, I would absolutely eat a uh, one of those... Klondike uh, bar? bars, yeah, I would absolutely do that. Thanks for Gosh. knowing what I was going like stumbling towards. I was gonna say uh, minty poop stick, mm, and it, that it, is uh, the the ripoff of Klondike bar that the ice cream man outside of middle school sells. <laughs> not an ice cream man, Mike. Once again, not an ice cream man. Oh, he was just a nice homeless guy. Yeah. Uh, October faction is on Netflix. They're all out, but we're going week by week. Next up is V Wars, and the penultimate episode of V Wars. Luther's testimony rattles a few cages, probably figuratively and literally. Desmond and Amelie investigate an unsettling noise, and Danica and Michael hit the town. Ryan T. Bud, I ask you this. What's your typical reaction when you hear an unsettling noise? Uh, it's usually from my body, so I will go sit on the toilet. Even though I know nothing's going to happen, uh, I'll just sit there and have it like percolate for a little while mm-hmm. as I uh, gently pee out of my butt and not so gently poo out of my wiener. You? Yeah, that one is, uh, I normally grab a frying pan and a kitchen knife and just run outside of my underwear, no matter where the noise came from. Ooh, have you tried a rolling pin? Ooh. Yeah. The kitchen I'll is. Go to a store from the 1920s and buy a rolling pin. Also, make sure there's curlers in your hair when you do that. <laughs> Where you will curl my hair and then go investigate the noise, and every time be like, there's nothing there, I guess. Uh, v Wars is only on Netflix for one more week. I'm sure it will be. Cancelled, hopefully, and then next week we talk about the finale. Wrapping up the Netflix block is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. In the second episode of the third part of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the teenage witch starring Melissa Joan Hart as Kieran Shipka, Sabrina explores a new hobby and disturbing duty. Elsewhere, Prudence and Ambrose continue their search for Father Blackwood. Ryan, the official royal taster, I ask you this. What's a hobby you've always wanted to pick up and never have? First of all, is there a more disturbing duty than the violent poop that comes out of my wiener? <laughs> no, that's the most of disturbing of duties. I that This is such a good question. I have always, for some reason, thought about building model things, model airplanes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like 10 seconds into it, I'd be like, this is bullshit and I Why hate it. do this? Because they love looking through magnifying glass? They're not even toys. You just put them on a shelf and then they collect dust and you don't, you can't play with them. Yeah, it's a weird reverse, like, you buy a comic book or an action figure, and you're like, I never get to touch this. But this is a thing you built, and then you never get to touch it? It's all bullshit. I think a good hobby 
for me would be uh, collecting Funko dolls. But man, are you a social pariah? If you do, once people hear that you do that, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, you keep that under the chest, man. No, don't tell anybody. I always keep three or four Funko <laughs> dolls taped to my chest. Like a wire? Yeah. If somebody pats you down, you're like, oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, it's also, it's, I only have Bubbles and McNulty taped to my desk. <laughs> uh, that wraps up the Netflix block. We're going week by week with Sabrina as well. Ryan, what happened this week on The Runaways? On episode 307 of The Runaways, the bestest of friends try to post a video on the internet warning people about Morgan's phone, but it disappears immediately. Nico's dad is awoken from his Morgan love and begins to rebuild his family. Only to be taken out by Morgan. But who gives a shit about all of this because Tina finally figures out a way to open dimension doors only to find Tandy and Tyrone staring right back at them. Mike, I ask you this. Is this crossover featuring characters that I like but no one else on the planet gives a shit about roughly the equivalent for you of the cast of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip somehow winding up moving next door to Joel and Sheila Hammond? Oh, my God. <laughs> you are my best friend. I, did have to, I would freak out if Danny and Matt moved in next to Joel and Sheila. I did have to look that up. I, believe it or not, I didn't know off the top of my head Joel and Sheila Hammond's name. You don't know that? So for those of you who don't know, uh, Netflix likes to make shows for just me and my wife. This is Santa Clarita Diet that was taken from us far too soon. Drew Barrymore, and it's uh, Raylan Givens as zombies. It's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure it's wonderful. But yes, it's only for you. Which makes me want to start a show just about those two shows, just for me. I knew that they were going to show up at some point, but it, like I found out so long ago that I forgot, right? Uh-huh, and then which t- is great. Tina uh, uses her wand to open up a new dimension door, and I'm not even thinking, like, oh my god, who could it be? And then Cloak and Dagger, uh, their faces appear, and it is almost as if they did not know they were being filmed. <laughs> They're like, what? What the fuck? Like, one of them's picking their nose. Uh, and I did, I made an audible gasp. And there's no one on the planet I can talk to about that except for you. The fa- if I go up to anybody else on the planet and say, hey, did you know Cloak and Dagger was on Runaways? I would get arrested. I would be sent yeah, to jail. You're like that not ice cream man hanging around middle school <laughs> yeah. is giving out minty poop sticks. It's gibberish and it hurts kids. It does definitely <laughs> hurt kids. Do you have a moment of the week at the Runaways? Yeah, this one was weird because we've been talking about all season. Are they really going to sort of like... Uh, are the parents really going to get back in the good graces of their children and us as fans? And I, I sort of think it is working with the, the Tina's family. Um, I sort of am buying the fact that they actually do love each other and they're going to be okay. So they nobody else. This family is now the star of the show. They are the central focus. I assume that's going to be the case from here on out. Uh, and I'm kind of in. I'm in on it. Nice. Runaways is on Hulu. It comes out on Hulu. Wednesdays, let's say. It, they're all out. They're all already they're going out. going week by week. Uh, that is the show, Ryan. Wow. It's a big one. It was a big one. I feel good. I feel tired. I want a Gatorade. I want a nap. Arrow's gone, Arrow. so we're not going to talk about that next week. I guarantee you we will be talking about Arrow next week, and it will yeah. he will pop up on every show we ever have. Every week after. Ryan, where... Can you reach us if you wanted to comment on things? If you wanted to comment on things that we do, there's a couple ways to do that. I guess you could post comments at the bottom of each podcast page on yourpotfilter.com. Oh, you're a serial killer if you do that. (laughs) I think that's an available option for you. That is our home website where you can find all of the stuff that we do, every podcast. If you're somebody who, when they listen to podcasts, goes to the home website of that podcast, it is there for you. Also, you can email us, contact at yourpotfilter.com. 
go there and tell us if you thought that Felicity was wonderful throughout the course of the season. Or you're mad that Cloak and Dagger are on uh, Runaways. What a weird stance. Or if you agree with Mike that Santa Clarita Diet was taken before its time, taken from us too soon, email us, contact at yourpotfilter.com. You can also always, of course, reach us uh, at yourpotfilter on Twitter. That's probably the best way. That's the way yeah. that we'll get it. We never check our emails. We never check our website. Who checks emails these days? It's 2020. Tweet us at yourpotfilter. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon, bookmark it. It's now your normal Amazon page, except it helps us. You can also go to patreon.com slash yourpotfilter. Pick a tier, win a tier. Get extra stuff uh, and help us out. Uh, we have other shows. If you want to hear us and other people talk about movies, check out Movie of the Year, where we pick the best movie of any given year. Or if you want to hear more of just me and Ryan talking about a different show, check out the OCD. Get those wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, brand new this week, Ryan uh, and listeners, if you go to ratethispodcast.com slash superhero, uh, the way you think it's spelled, that is ours. We own that, and uh, it'll take you to rating all the places you can on that device. So please do that. It will help us out a lot, as they say. Next week, very exciting. Ryan, what are we talking about? Well, we have the. Fin- I guess we should decide right now. The finale of V-Wars. Oh, no. We're not going to talk about that. I'd rather talk about the premiere of something else. Okay. Uh, Katie Keene is premiering. Typically, Yes, okay. Tip, and it, it's gotten really good reviews, and it might be very good. Some people have said that it fixes a lot of the problems that they have with Riverdale. Um, but we do typically talk about the finales of shows, like V-Wars. Uh, uh, listeners, I'm going to guess that we will talk about the brand new CW show as opposed to the show that if you watched and nobody did, you stopped watching 10 weeks ago. It's bananas that Netflix, when they make uh, comic book shows, they are the shittiest shit that's ever shit. But when they make normal TV shows, they're really fucking good. Are you talking about Santa Clarita Diet? I'm talking about Santa Clarita Diet and Atypical. Watch them. They're great. And I guess check out Unbelievable when they see it. So those are fine, too. Oh! Oh! Uh, for Mike, and Ryan. For Arrow, I'm Arrow. Everybody's the Black Siren. We're done. It's hard to be Taylor. Yeah, I know it is. Felicity Diggle, William, Mia, Connor, uh, Riverdale, Runaways, Supergirl.